Welcome. Welcome. Everything that's hot this summer. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. Yes, indeed. Welcome along. Mark Bosnich, Pat Cash and Tony Squires with you on this Thursday, Cashy. What does, where does Thursday hail from? Thursday is actually, uh, the name Thursday comes from Thor's Day, which oh, is yes. the, god of, the god of lightning, Thor. It's mm. a Scandinavian, um, because the Engl- English language is mixed up with German, um, a lot of French, yeah. but initially, of course, the Vikings coming down. So Thor's Day, anything, any name with an on on the end. So Watson, for instance, means the son of of what? And that's a, that's a Scandinavian name as well. So... Look at you. There you go. Useless, never said Thor. <laughs> some useless information. Yeah, Thor's, and there's a Tuesday is this, the god of... Oh, I don't know you'll tell me, but it's another another uh, sca- uh, Norwegian Ooh. god. Right. Yeah. Marvellous. So we're in the day of Thor. The day I of changed Thor. my name to Botson. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> just... I'm going to be like a Thor god. <laughs> god. You look like one, actually. Thank you look you, like Cassie. the god of... Look at those I've been muscles. I've for the return compliment since the <laughs> opening <laughs> segment, mate. <laughs> That's I mean, my day. I'm leaving now. I've been struggling oh, to get one with a hook in the mouth thing. It's pretty oh, hard to run. There's <laughs> no, I, no I in team. You know. uh, there is in Bosnich. <laughs> <laughs> and there's two in idiot. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is a KFC summer session on Triple M. This is the KFC summer session on Triple M. The KFC summer session for the new Zing and Double from KFC. Zing. Double back. This time spicier than ever. Oh, look, we'd all love to see Sam Stoza and that big right hand, that uh, forearm that she has. Yeah. That right arm must be... She's got like, some muscles, doesn't she? It's, it's twice as large as her left arm. Is that yeah. possible? I've just said that. I haven't Could done be. the maths. Yeah. I, haven't, hmm. I haven't run a tape measure over it, but yeah, it looks she, a lot bigger. You know what? She was a very a porky little teenager. I don't mind saying that because um, yeah. I've told her to her face that. I said, remember when you were a porky little teenager? You came up to the, my tennis academy in the Gold Coast yeah. and they said, oh, look, you know, said, this girl's really talented. And uh, she, you know, she was a good doubles player, decent doubles player, and then saw her, she's winning some doubles tournaments. Oh, fantastic! What a great effort! Yeah. Actually, you know, she's winning grand slams in doubles. Yeah. Next thing you know, she's winning sing. It's a great mm. success she story. Is. She is absolutely. And one wouldn't of, it be great, Cashy, if she could do it at home? Because that yeah. seems to have been a problem for her, hasn't it? To perform to the level she has overseas, mm. to do it in front of a crowd of people who desperately want to see a her do that. Type of that pressure. adds pressure, though, doesn't mm. it? Oh, you yeah. guys would know exactly. Yeah, you thrived on it, Cashy. Uh, but had you know some it's, didn't yeah, get there in Australian Opens. No, but that's right. It's, it's not easy to do that. And there's a sports psychologist, and you may know him. His name is Jeff Bond. And today I read that he's come <laughs> out with a, a blueprint for Sam Stoza's success. I'm just interested in both of you whether yeah. sports psychology played a part in your career. I mean, some kind of psychology must be still playing a part in your life, Bozza. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, yeah. I'm, well, surely. I'm well, I've sent two. With so I've actually sent two psychiatrists to see psychiatrists. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, okay, I'm going to run through the, pl- one. the plan here. So staying in a hotel uh, and not her home to keep her routine the, the same. Yeah. Uh, focus purely on what she enjoys about the sport without worrying about the result. Uh, have a sports psychologist live with her to work uh, during the summer. Find a balance between relaxed and wanting to win too badly. These are all are these all things that resonate with you and. Very, yeah, absolutely. And the, and the last one, I think, is, is... Mentally prepare for every possible scenario during a match in order to maintain composure yeah. when it occurs. Mm. Well, that, that sports psychologist, the name Jeff Bond, used to work at the uh, Institute of Sport in Canberra. Where yep. you um, went? Where I went as a yeah, yeah, youngster. Young I went for a little bit. Um, many, many years ago, when I was about 15, 16, actually a bit older than that, probably 17, my father said to me, Do you, I think you should work, you know, you ever thought about working with a sports psychologist? Mm. And... 
I thought Dan meant psychiatrist, and they want to lock me up and put him in the padded <laughs> cell, which is probably what I needed at that stage, to be perfectly yeah, honest. Yeah, don't make fun so of that, because I that told, resonates with me. I pretty, told me pretty much told Dad where to go, but yeah. then he said, look, just have a think about it. And um, and I realised that was a part of my game that was weak, and I needed that. And we, we talked yeah, off we air talked about about, it, yeah. uh, about say, Alex Ferguson yeah. trying to take, you know, as an athlete, you want to try and get that edge. And I mm. thought, you know, this is an edge I need to, I need to, to try and get. And... You know, I used to lose my temper sometimes. I used to lose my concentration and that sort of stuff. I needed to focus on that. So um, my uh, physiotherapist uh, knew a guy up in Canberra who worked at the IAS. And it was Jeff Bond, who we mm-hmm. talked about. He's, got, he's written this. So very much, he's a, a brilliant man and very much worked on these things. And, um, you know, because I wanted to focus and I also wanted, didn't want to get distracted at home. And I knew when Davis Cup came, when the Australian Open came, there was lots of distractions. But well wishes. I mean, yep. that's the thing. The well wishes are always... meaning, yep. So, oh, you know, I didn't, like to, I didn't like to know who I was playing next in the draw. Which was which was always oh. yeah. So I just I just concentrate one match, one match at a time. So you know, say one point at a time, or one one quarter at a time, one kick at whatever mm-hmm. happens to yep. be, whatever sport. Yep. And I used to hate it when people come. It's oh, you good luck in your second round if you when you when you play so and so. I was like, I was taking that, hoping to watch it when I got home. <laughs> yeah, you know. So it's there's all sorts of things like that. You can kind of play with your head, but um, you know that, that's great advice. That's yeah, it's in the newspaper. Yeah, today. it's yeah. very good in the Telegraph. And, and Bozza, yeah, you exactly. Playing? Yeah, at all the clubs, at all the clubs. And like I was saying off air, I mean, Sir Alex Ferguson, one of the great managers of all time, and but also quite old fashioned a lot of his ways, which has got a lot of his success. You wouldn't think that someone like him, but the mo- most definitely anything that will give you an edge. You wouldn't tell anyone, um, but things like that, things with your eyes, you know, little things that you wouldn't think. The devil what is do you in mean the things deep. with your eyes? Well, eye test. We used to have, a, we used to have an eye exercise lady, uh, an eye specialist who used to come in and be like, there'd be like a screen in front of us and things would appear and you have to hit certain buttons oh. for your reflexes, also your peripheral vision so to make sure you can see things as soon as they come into play, a recognition. So when you're playing against a team away from home and over in England, as Cashy will tell you with the stadiums, they're very close to the pitch. Yeah. So sometimes, you know, if you've got a player sort of, you know, sometimes they can get a little bit like a sight screen. Lost does in the crowd. Get lost in the crowd. So mm. things like that, it was very, very important. And, you know, we used to, even, even at Aston Villa, they used to give us exercise to go home with, you know, like to warm up with, you warm up and think the, the five sort of feelings, the five senses which are touch, so they'd say, you know, can you, you know, can you imagine the feeling of touching an orange? Uh, sound, can you, can you hear glass breaking? Smell, can you uh, imagine when you walk into an indoor swimming pool that smell of chlorine? View, can you know something that you really love? Well, I used to like yeah. Harbour Bridge. Yep. Um, and there was one more. I think it was taste. Well, I can't remember what I was tasting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you had lost all sense of taste by that stage. <laughs> Zingberger from KFC, buddy. <laughs> this is the KFC Summer Session. Thank you very much, Bozza. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. Summer afternoons on Triple M. That would make this the KFC Summer Session with Mark Bosnich, Pat Cash and Tony Squires. We'll talk to Adam Gilchrist uh, shortly from the cricket. Uh, before we get there, we were talking earlier about how hot it is, the heat of uh, not just today but across the, the into the weekend and next week, certainly across uh, Victoria and South, Astra- South Australia. Immense. Mm. We get some great stories about people who are still working in those conditions. Mm. And with all, where, <laughs> would you, where would you rather <laughs> be? <laughs> You'd rather be at the beach, I think, is the classic Australian. Now. So you, you, you miss oh, the, the beach when you're yeah. living in, in London? Yeah, what beach? Um, you know, <laughs> Brighton I go, Beach, down, buddy, down south. Go, go Brighton Beach, yeah. yeah, well, the Stone Beach, yeah. So, you know, I get I get the chance to travel a bit, so I get to some beautiful beaches in the world, but nothing beats the beach, uh, you know, up the Gold Coast. I get up there and, uh, you know, in Melbourne, 
you know, uh, my mum lives in Hampton, so mm. I'm down the beach there. doesn't matter if it's too cold. Love the beach. Love the beach. Love Miss the beach. The, oh, yeah. Yeah, what about you guys? Yeah, no, I've got, I adore the beach. You know, you mm. know I've got the, the young kids now. Yeah. Take them down the beach. I don't like the igloos I said yesterday that they put in the beach. Where's that? Little tents. Oh, okay. They're tents, you know, they're like, they're like little houses. Just mm. really, you know, before there'd be one person what's on, going on, on, on a towel. Them, buddy. Yeah, now the- Watch out, the igloos are bouncing. <laughs> you, uh, on the other <laughs> hand, Boz, you're not a huge fan of the oh, beach. No, I love going and working out down there, like, you know, maybe a soft sand run or, or you know, just going and having a lovely walk or so forth. But actually, to, to lay down on the whole day, no, probably not. When I was a kid, we used to go not only to Foster, but during the beach, we used to go to Thoreau Beach, which mm-hmm. is in Wollongong in Sydney in New South Wales, well, south of Sydney, um, for those interstate listening. And uh, we'd stay on the grass area, like we'd make base there and then sort of walk over to the beach. But just to, to lay down on the sand all day, um, yeah, not really for the bozzo. Right. So, <laughs> not for the bozzo. Was it more on I the grass? I don't anybody who speaks to the, so, the, the third person. No, I actually don't think I've George Costanza did once in Seinfeld. Yeah. Well, no, Tony's They're killing not... independent George. <laughs> Tony's not happy with how much Boz talks in the third person. Oh, Tony's not happy? <laughs> no, Tony's not happy. Oh, I don't like to upset Tony. Yeah. So the Boz, the, the Boz sits uh, on the grass under a tent as a kid. Is that where you would sit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. We used to sit on the tent and then walk over, say, when you wanted to have a swim, then sort of come back to, to, to sort of home base. You didn't like the sand in the togs? Not really, no. Right, didn't no, like the no, heat no. of the sand on the little pasty feet? Well, I didn't mind that. No, yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, we, we found out before that nobody's quite as stupid as you with the hook in the mouth, so I think <laughs> we, can put it out, we can put it out there again. Does anybody yes. agree with Mark Bosnich? Does anybody else just hate the beach? I wouldn't say hate. And why? I mean, really? that's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't say hate, yeah. Uh, to say, like... Um, it's not your favourite place uh, No, no, no. Has anyone out there uh, had lacked the patience like myself uh, to actually stay there for the whole day? Oh, well, no, you don't stay yeah. there. Well, that's that's just dangerous for your skin. Do that, but you're in and out. You're in and out of the it's water. Also dangerous for you if you go in the water for sharks. Mark Bosnich, well, what sort of question is it to put to the people? Does anybody else lack the patience to stay at the beach all yeah, day? I'm very interested. <laughs> one, uh, one, very... triple three, five, three. That could Thank be a trivial for... pursuit. One <laughs> <laughs> Do you like Bozza hate the beach? Give us a call. Tell us why. One, triple three, five, three. This is the KFC summer session on Triple M. Yes, where Mark Bosnich has admitted that he loathes the beach. Uh, ah. We put it out there. Has never liked it. Did not say hates that it, at hates all. Hates everything I heard about that the beach. Too. Can you hear that, Cashy? Despise oh, the beach. So next anybody time when, that's I go, when I go roller skating <laughs> next time on the beach, I'm going to get absolutely. I'd like to see that roller, roller skating, skating on, on the beach. beach. Oh, mate, I can roller skate. I can tell you <laughs> on the sand. We'll Remember that in the 80s when the, you know with the, the the dots and that with like the old disco thing used to go around the circle and all that. How night. does your mind speed work? skating? No. Oh, I was one I've of the best. Got a psychology. Get the number. I must have been the best speed skater in the greater Western Sydney area. Are there people like you? I oh, know there's certainly not. But are there people <laughs> who are also uh, not quite huge fans of the of the beach? Sam, what do you think? Uh, well, to be honest, I went down the beach on the weekend, and the traffic was that bad, yep. and it took me that long to find a, a car park spot. That by the time I went down onto the beach, had a swim, come back to find all my stuff covered in sand by the people kicking it all over it. That by the time I got back to the car, I was so hot that the swim didn't really do anything for me. Yeah, that is often <laughs> the problem. case, isn't it? The journey to the beach and back. All right, Sam, what about Lisa? Hello, how are you guys? Yeah, Good, thanks, Lisa. Well, Lisa. How are you? Good, thank you. I just like, I hate the beach as well. Mm, I can't stand the heat and you can't get out of the heat. Yeah. yeah. And the sand goes through everything. It ruins your whole day. Yeah. What, so sand in the, uh, in the it, togs? In your food, it ruins your food. Ah. Then you go home, it's in the car. Yeah. And you get home, it's in the house. Yeah, that's oh. the, the crunch we, of sand in food is, is pretty is. ugly. You're yeah. having a bag of chips on the beach with your hubby having a beer and the kids come up out of the water, put yeah. their hands in the chips and it's all full of sand. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lesson there. Kids don't go and give the, the yeah. kids the chips. Yeah. Exactly. Eat them before they... Come back Don't 
don't let him eat all day. Ban him. Thanks, Lisa. What about Mike? I hate everything about the bloody bitch. <laughs> talk, us, talk, hate, talk to us, Mikey. I hate the crowd. I hate the sun. I hate the sand. I hate the mosquitoes. I hate the water. I, I'm a mountain man. Get me into a mountain. <laughs> uh, you got any specific mountain you'd like to head Blue to, mountains. Mike? Blue mountains. Uh, I, I couldn't get that, sorry. Yeah, any specific mountain you go to all the time? Any, any bloody mountain about 5,000 5, feet about sea level. Get me out of the sea. Ooh. Get me out of the sand. Get me out of the beach. I hate it. So I hill anything. <laughs> Anything, a hill, just a local hill, just to get you away uh, from the beach. Thank you, marvelous, Mike. There you go. Marvelous. There. Don't beat around the bush, Mike. He does not like the beach. Ooh, no doubt about it. This is the KFC Summer Session. You're on Triple M. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. You listen to the KFC Summer Session on Triple M for the new Zing and Double, the legendary double back at KFC. Good times. Uh, Mark Bosnich, Pat Cash and Tony Squires with you. We'll be joined shortly by Adam Gilchrist, uh, who's been at the cricket. We'll have a chat with him about today's play and what's going on. Uh, yesterday, we were talking with Gilly Boz about the sad passing of Tony Gregg and the legacy yeah. he leaves. And Rest in peace. This morning, and I'm sure Gilly will have a take on it as well, but this morning, uh, when the Channel 9 team and, of course, Tony Gregg's family was there on the SCG, at the beginning, it was a terrific tribute. Mm, yeah, I don't know if you also heard uh, Cashy that was played on Channel 9 was Richie Benno, and of course at the ground as well, and Richie Benno did that tribute, and I'd like mm. you just to have a listen to this, because you know Tony Gregg is a great man, Richie Benno just does it beautifully. When I got to know him, the first thing, the striking thing about him was his strength. So strong in every way. A terrific guy, a man I always like to have on my side. In commentary, he did everything, and he did it wonderfully well. The weather walls and pitch reports. Greggy did a tremendous amount of research on pitches and soils and tracks. He never wanted to be wrong. Just confident and firm and strong. Greggy loved new technology. He always saw it as being for the people at home watching on their televisions rather than just for the commentators. He always put the people at home first. And then there was his relationship with Bill Laurie. Bill and Tony. From the first time they met, they were great friends. They just clicked two funny men. Together, they were very, very entertaining. Still got hair there, 24 years of age. Humble. There's one thing that hasn't changed. Go on, Saab, go on. <laughs> it's not casting a shadow there, is it, though? Yes, he was larger than life um, as a cricketer in the commentary box and away from the cricketing ground. He was just a great friend, and I think he's been fantastic for world cricket, and I think the reviews coming from all around the world just show how much everybody loved Tony Green. All right, let's have a look at the bit of commentary you've chosen. The famous hat-trick call by Greggy. Here we go. Fleming took the last one. Merv Hughes before him. For those who knew him well, yes, there will be sadness. And at the end of the day, we'll raise a glass in his honour. Anthony William Gregg, our gifted colleague and friend forever. 
Richie Benno mm-hmm. does it beautifully, oh, doesn't he? Great yeah. voice, isn't it? It's just really? a great voice, just a class act, and mm-hmm. that was a great tribute to Tony Gregg, who will be sadly missed. I don't think it will quite be the same. And... No, I think the commentary yeah. box won't be the same for no. a, a very, very long time. Part of growing up in Australia, I think that um, that commentary team. It certainly is, and if you want to hear more of that audio, you can just go to the Triple M website. Next, we will talk to Adam Gilchrist. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. The KFC Summer Session for New Zing and Double. Legendary Double back at KFC. Good times. Well, speaking of good times, uh, it's all right for some, isn't it? All right, Cashew, uh, Boz, we're here sitting in the studio. While Adam Gilchrist swans around at the cricket like a superstar. G'day, Gilly. <laughs> G'day, boys. Uh, boys, how's it lit, mate? Oh, mate. <laughs> hey, happy New Year, my friend. Yeah, you too. Yeah, you happy too. New Year. How's your day been? Uh, very good, very good. Yeah, we've had a, a, a fantastic day out at the SCG. Obviously, uh, a bit of cricket was played, but I, I, I didn't really focus too much <laughs> so on you that. Told you, <laughs> I told you, I told you, didn't I tell you? See? Obviously, uh, started out with a wonderful tribute to Tony Gregg. Yeah. Uh, what an amazing uh, part of cricketing history uh, we have in that name and then his voice and everything he brought to the game so Channel 9 did a t- terrific job but at the ground it, it, anything they showed went right around the ground so the, the patrons out there were able to embrace that and, and share in it uh, so that was terrific Mr Cricket's last test match yep. he's uh, rolled out to a huge applause particularly when he got a bowl yes uh, I know Mike, <laughs> Mike Hussey keeping with tradition and throwing the ball to whoever he wants I think if you sit there long enough in the crowd, I reckon at some point in time he'll turn around and throw you the ball, yeah, no, no matter who it is. So that's how versatile he is. And it culminated, lads, in mm. a little obligation I had at tea break where had to, uh, a, a lucky winner was uh, pulled out of the crowd for, yes. for one of the team sponsors. Mm-hmm. And what had to happen, I had to go out into the ground and, and this young lady had to throw me six deliveries and I had to hit them at a target. Mm-hmm. And if I got it through the middle hole of this big sort of billboard, yeah, yeah. right How far in the centre... Oh, about 45 metres, I reckon, okay. at maximum. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. six deliveries, six shots. If I get it through the middle... Well, if you hit the outside, you get a hundred bucks. If you hit the next row in, you get, I think, two hundred, and then I culminate eleven thousand dollars if you get it through the middle. Lad. Tell me, tell me, Gilly, tell me, you hit it. Yeah, yeah, hundred bucks. She won. So <laughs> um, she was thrilled with that. Uh, That's what I had at the end of the day, buddy. I know you would have had a few. <laughs> oh, they didn't do it first thing in the morning. Moment. Oh, no. Sorry about that. That's. I, I thought you know, Pigeon McGrath didn't have a shot and get it through there, did he? Uh, well, I then had to throw a few deliveries to McGrath. So he was trying to raise some money for the McGrath Foundation, and they, they got a thousand bucks. He actually hit one very close <laughs> to the middle, but uh, <laughs> tells me a little bit about where I am at with my cricket at the minute. But uh, no, terrific day out there. Obviously, uh, the crowd, the Aussies, uh, getting a little bit more resistance from from Sri Lanka throughout the day, which is encouraging for all cricket lovers. But uh, great to be a part of it. Was it a surprise for you that Michael Clark, and he is an aggressive captain, as we've discovered, he picks the four fast bowlers, and of course. Uh, you know, the one spinner, to send them in on that track? Was that something that surprised you? I can, uh, yeah, yeah, certainly looking at the way the wicket played and, and the way the wicket looked, uh, it didn't seem to have a, a lot of greenness about it that would be tempting to bowl first. But I guess once you pick four fast bowlers, you've played your card a little yeah, bit. You, no you, choice. You're not picking them to try and bowl last on that wicket. So, mm. uh, 
that's the, the direction they went with. I was talking to Tommy Parker, the curator, and he was most surprised by it. He, he said he spoke to Michael Clark yesterday and, and said, mate, don't be deceived by the overcast conditions here with a little bit of a shadow on the wicket. He says it's going to be a beauty. I'm not going to put any more water into it. And he obviously doesn't think much of his advice. He went out there and bowled. But, uh, but uh, it's good to see it. it you know, just a, a good solid day's test cricket. So, you know, it shapes up well for the, for the rest of it. So, Gilly, uh, yesterday you were in here with us and, and we talked talked up Bernard Tomic as a uh, as a chance yeah. to beat Djokovic and, um, you know, the, the, uh, had a good pick. We, of course, he beat Djokovic, world number one. Yeah. Uh, last night, as you know, I went out and had uh, dinner with Mitchell Johnson, gave him some motivation talks and a little bit of a chit-chat about life. Tell me he's done well today. <laughs> he's done well. You're right about the uh, Bernard Tommy Chi yeah. uh, fight. I've watched a lot of that, and I was trying to work out, Cashy, whether uh, the fact that there was rumours around that you might be a chance of coaching him <laughs> if that fired him up so much to perform now. Yeah, so sure not to get coached by me. Yes. Coach <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm trying to work that you, out. I he think you're been... right. So how did, oh, my, no, how did my chat with Johnson go? What do you... Yeah, go? no, the chat went very well. Mitch was out there and uh, got stuck in. He, he, he bowled aggressively. Mm-hmm. Did he get a wicket? Case. Uh, well, no. not while I was no. watching. <laughs> <laughs> no. oh, well, the the ten go. balls I watched. <laughs> he didn't get one, but anyway. You're you checking the scoreboard, yeah. aren't you? I don't think he did get yeah. away. Oh, it's, it's a bit like the races, mate. You know, someone once told me there's actually horses at the Melbourne Cup. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, no. Okay. In the birdcage, yeah. <laughs> never miss, buddy, a single horse. All right, buddy. Lovely to talk to you. Uh, we'll see you see tomorrow. Yeah, see at the Ivy later, Gilly. <laughs> Don't be late, mate. Yeah. I'll be on the banana chair next to the swim pool. That'll be me. Thank you. <laughs> See you, Gilly. Good, good, good to talk to you. There he goes, Adam Gilchrist. Uh, absolutely brilliant report from the cricket. Ten balls worth. <laughs> this is the KFC <laughs> Summer Session. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. Mark Bosnich, Pat Cash and Tony Squires with you. Just ten minutes to share on today's show. Earlier, we set up our poll, triplem.com.au. You were asked, given the weather conditions across the lot of Australia. What's your favourite dad saying? When it's hot, geez, it's hot. Uh, where, look, the, the votes were quite close. Well done. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, coming in, I'd say, I'm going to call it last, uh, equal last on 22% of the votes was, it's hotter than a December bride in a feather bed, and it's so hot I saw a chicken lay a fried egg. I like that one, but I've never heard of any never of these. never heard of any of these either. Okay. I'm not sure so whose dad they researcher are. just made these up, basically. Yeah, well, yeah exactly. Okay. Who is our researcher? <laughs> uh, at 23%. Yeah, look, I've got, to, I've got to put my hand up here. This is my father. It's hotter than blue blazers. Because apparently blue flame is hotter than an orange flame. Oh, yeah, yeah. Blue blazers? Yeah, yeah blue blazers. B-L-A-Z-E. I fell in love with a burning ring of fire. I thought I was blazers as in jackets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. It burns, Blue jackets are hotter than red jackets is what you're saying. The ring of fire. Sorry. Burning You've had that zinger again, have you? <laughs> That'll be a ring of fire tomorrow zing, morning, mate, I tell you. <laughs> you, the zinger. you and Gilly's night could be an interesting combination. <laughs> uh, and, of course, coming in at the top is, it's so hot I saw two trees fighting over a dog oh, yeah. with 33%. Hey, All for Hyundai, brilliant cars, brilliant value, special offers on now. There was a different poll that a suggestion came through on Twitter, which I quite like, Boz. Yeah, where's my phone? Oh, yeah, it it's in my hand. <laughs> uh, it says, quick poll, this is from Inappropriate Kanga, thanks so much for contributing to the show. Quick poll. If you had to choose the worst laugh in the world, would you give it to the nanny or Bozza? Let's just uh, put it out there. Can we we listen to the nanny first? (laughs) 
It'll be the nanny name Fran, Fran Drescher. That is good. Can we listen to the bozzer? <laughs> <laughs> can we do them together at all? I don't know if we can do that. They're both very good. Oh, I, I, I think I, I'm going to vote for bozzer. The nanny is up there. Thank you very much. Inappropriate Kanga. You are listening to the KFC Summer Session. You're on Triple M. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. KFC Summer Session for the new Zing and Double. The legendary Double is back at KFC. Good time. Sadly, that just about uh, ends our program for today. We'll be back oh, tomorrow. Before Good we do, fun. though, look, I, it's... Cashy, my job here basically is try to learn more about the legends that I'm surrounded with at the desk as a Wikipedia, mate. Yeah, well, exactly. That's one way. Or I can ask you questions directly. Now, yeah. one of the things that have fascinated me over the years with you was that uh, the headband. Yes. The, yeah. the checkered headband, which I love. You were one of the first, I think, to start hurling things at the crowd. Yeah. Uh, yeah like your sweatbands yeah. and... Uh, those insults. You, insults. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you can, oh, no, umpire, the umpires, yeah. yes. Now everybody does it. Now, yeah. that, you know, now that it's carries spare stuff around to throw in, you know, which is, doesn't mean as much, I don't think. Oh. I, I think I may have seen somewhere uh, that that headband has some kind of significance. What is it? Um, well, I, I needed a headband, first of all, because I sweat a lot. Yeah, really? um, so the history of that is... Just you know, I, I thought I'd do something different to a bandana type of thing, and mm-hmm. and uh, again wanted to do something a little bit different. Um, and the colour came from really from uh, the black and white, not from so football teams, but uh-huh. from Cheap Trick. They were my favourite <laughs> band. I, I was start, you know, I was, I'm a guitarist. I like yeah. playing, and Cheap Trick was my favourite band growing up. Now the guitarist. Uh, Rick Nielsen has basically he used to have the guitars in black and white checks and clothes and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So there was a sort of uh, uh, it was a tribute to them in, in many ways. And and uh, many years later, a friend of mine uh, who had a was was a radio station rock radio station uh, had the opportunity to interview Rick Nielsen. And he said to me, would you like to interview Rick Nielsen? And I went, oh, my goodness. I've never met them before. But you know, here I was wearing these things, and everybody knew about, you know, that, that, mm. that's all my friends knew about. That I was Rick Nielsen. This was the tribute, the headband. It was, mm. it was everywhere, you know. And uh, so I told him the story, and he was, he was, you know, he was very, very polite and honoured, I suppose, in many ways, though. He did mention about ten other things that were way better, more more cool than than the headband that people had done. But I thought anyway, that was all right. And then uh, he invited. He said, uh, "Come, come, come, see the show." So uh, I said, "Great." And and um, and he pulled me up side stage. He said, "Come sit side stage." And 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 then in the middle of the end of one song, he came up to the microphone. He said, uh, "Ladies and gentlemen, I want to present Pat Cash. I want to give him something." And he pulled me on stage. Who wants to see here hear about me when there's you know your favourite bander up there? But he he pulled I me would, on stage would, yeah. and uh, and presented me with the guitar the guitar strap that was the motivation for it. So one of his guitar straps. Oh, brilliant! And um, and it was checkered. It, they checkered, were checkered as well. Yeah, yeah. so I, I've kept that, and I think we've got a photo on the triple oh, indeed. Of it. Yeah. 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 Rocking yeah. out, posing, you know, spinal tap. And the sweatbands used to go as well, of course, Cashy. The sweatbands, yeah. yeah. I, I was just so happy one day that winning a match at Wimbledon, mm. I just threw half my stuff out and it had the newspapers and mm. it became over, a tradition. Over, over coming weeks, Cash, I want to move from Cheap Trick to, say, the Rolling Stones yeah. because I know there are stories there as ACDC. well. ACDC. ACDC. Yeah. Oh, there we go. There, there is a rich mine. It will, it will all be revealed over coming weeks right here on the yes. KFC Summer Session. Have a great evening. Chat tomorrow. The KFC Summer Session for the new Zing and Double. The legendary double is back at KFC. Good times.